Rolling Dice and Taking Names is sponsored by The Broken Token, creator of high-quality gaming accessories and storage solutions. Visit them online at thebrokentoken.com. Welcome to RDTN. Marty and I tried to come up with a clever way to use movie titles to introduce the fourth annual summer movie episode, but we couldn't agree on which movies to use, which created the perfect storm for our fight club. So to avoid a rocky relationship, we decided on a long kiss goodnight instead. So grab your tub of refillable popcorn, silence your cell phones, and sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome back to Rolling Dice and Taking Names. This is episode number 118, one that we have been so excited for. We've been talking it up. This is our movie review, and I am Tony. And this is Marty and Tony. We actually have a new name for this episode. In the past, we've called this Box Office, Red Box, and Trash Box. But you know what, Tony? we got to stay up with the times. Red Boxers are starting to disappear. People more are more into, like, getting content over the internet and everything. So we've come out with a new, okay, okay. We didn't come up with a new name, right? Mm -hmm. Actually, one of our guild members, Josh Schwinn came up with a much better name that flows a little bit better. We are now going to be calling this episode from this day forth till somebody suggests a better name, screening, streaming, or steaming. And I don't see how they're ever going to beat that. That is so awesome. And what even, even more awesome. Josh, with his BGG gill name of Shall We Play a Game? That ties in so perfect to this movie episode. Oh my goodness, because we all know what that's from. No, young people probably don't. It's from a movie from the 80s starring Matthew Broderick called War Game. They should know what that is, because it's been replayed and replayed and replayed. <laughs> Shall we play? I love watching that movie time and time again, because I get to look at how what computers were like for you and I, what we learned to program on. <laughs> The big, huge disc drive. Trash 80s. Oh. Yeah, Radio Shack TRS 80s with those oh. things. So, yes, this is our fourth annual, fourth annual movie review. And as always, we have joining us going to be coming in is going to be Dan Patrice from the Geek All-Stars and Chris Kirkman from Dice Hate Me Games, who we happen to have sequestered right now in the uh, green room. Yes, we've got them in the back. We've kept them quiet because usually when you bring those two together with us, this becomes a very long show. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and tell everybody. Tell everybody right now, you might as well go ahead, take your potty breaks. Because if you're like me, you could, you could watch a few of the, uh, uh, good God, what are those previews at the beginning of a movie? Trailers. Trailers. Thank you very much. I love my trailers. Love them. Donna's like, do we have to go see the trailers? And I said, yes, we have to. And then when I see one and I'm getting ready to start, I quickly run out to the restroom <laughs> so I can run back in because now all of our theaters here in the Charlotte area have the big recliners, the huge screens, the reserved seating. In four years, the movie experience has, they had to get people back in the movies, Marty. And that's how they're doing it. They're really upping the movie experience. It's like sitting into your house because you can Dream stuff so easy. Boy, you just kind of went all over the place there, didn't you? That's what I'm known for. Yes. <laughs> you, you know what threw me off was the fact we didn't have to name this episode. I was like, I was struggling to come up with how to get this game name. 
Yeah, see, I'm struggling now. How to, I'm so excited how to get this one kicked off. I'm like, gee whiz, how do I start this off? I didn't have a movie title. What? Wow, you are, you, have you had a lot of caffeine tonight yes. or something? You were just bouncing off I the walls. I am so excited. I get to talk to my buddies, Dan and Chris, you, about movies. One thing, do you realize I saw over 30 movies in the theater in 2016? That is amazing. I don't know how you put up with it because I'm not a big fan of the theater experience. Oh, that Tuesday night $5 ticket price is a beautiful thing. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so is a lot of a lot of other people who end up maybe being jerks. And I have very, very low tolerance for people in movies. So that's why I only go to stuff I really, really want to see. I would rather sit here and stream than screen. But if it's good enough, I will. And if it's not, it's just steaming pile of poo. And with that, Tony, let's go ahead and get started with this episode of Screening, Streaming, or Steaming. Well, as we promised, first we have Dan Patrice of the Geek All-Stars. Dan, welcome back to the show. Greetings, programs. Very excited to be back here. I miss you guys so much. Oh, I know. And also we have Chris Kirkman from Dice Hate Me Games. Welcome back, Chris. Thanks for having me. I'm getting ready and excited to kick everybody's butt. (laughs) (laughs) And for those who don't know, this is the North Carolina posse right here. Sure is. Northeast side over here. Northeast side. <laughs> Northeast side. How about them Tar Heels? Yeah, I was going to say, Kirkman, have you come off that oh, high from that Lord. national championship? <laughs> Absolutely not. The semester's still going on here, and everybody's still partying like it was just a, a week week or two ago. They're burning stuff in the streets every day. <laughs> yeah. That's how they get rid of the trash in Chapel Hill. They burn it. They don't do that. Rude. <laughs> okay, gentlemen, welcome back. Do you realize this is our fourth? year doing this show it's crazy this is this is amazing people love this show and as always we're going to have our contest and for those who don't remember from last year in 2016 your reigning champion is me (laughs) great job great job going for the for for the not uh not avengers pick was it not that's true yeah he went for dory that was actually impressive and it actually worked it worked that was the weird part did we finish one, two, three, four exactly as we start as we picked them last year? I think yes, yes, we did. Because yeah, you were second, Dan. I was yep. third, and <laughs> Kirkman, even though he gave it a valiant effort with Sausage Party, Sausage Party, <laughs> hey, he earned last place. I had to dig hard to come up with some sleepers. That's all I'm saying. At fourth, you got to really try something. You know, it didn't work out. Horrible movie, but anyway. So here's what we're going to be doing. As we mentioned in the intro, we have a new name for this show. So when we rate our movies, you're going to be uh, rating it as screening, as you think this is worth going to a movie theater and watch. Streaming, you know, I can just wait and I'll stream it off of Hulu or iTunes or whatever. Or this is a steaming pile of poo and I have no interest in this movie at all. And we have some steaming ones in this list. I'm telling you right now. I don't know. This list is pretty good, actually. Do you think so? (laughs) I think 2016, movie-wise, looked better to me, personally. I think so, too. It's going to be interesting to discuss. I can't wait to hear Dan's uh, Transformers take. No, no, no. I'm just, you know, I'll save it for then. I'll save it for then. (laughs) We have to to hear it every year. It's like, Michael, please stop making a Transformer movie. Actually, you know what? You'll have to hear it next year because Bumblebee is supposed to come out next year. So you'll have to hear it. And everybody, now everybody loves Bumblebee, though. So that should be an easy sell. But I want to point out on this list, though, guys, as we look at this, a bunch of it is 
rehashes. I mean, mm-hmm. do we not have original yeah, ideas? Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think we need to point those out as we come up to them. They're either a rehash or based off other IP. Well, what, yeah, like yeah, we won't need to something. point out the rehash. It'd be quicker for us to point out what's not a rehash. What's not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. There's like single digit, not a rehash. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's get started with this first movie. There's really no introduction needed at all. Coming out, the first big movie of the summer and potentially the biggest and maybe the first pick this year. We'll see what Chris says maybe. later on. Hmm. Is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. It brings back all of our favorite space heroes. This is being uh, directed by James Gunn again. Does this movie really need a lot of discussion? I think we all know how we're going to vote for it. I will say this. I am surprised that the trailer that they released for this movie affected me as much as even the first one they did, and I didn't think they could do it. Well, I'm already stoked because of the the soundtrack. It's releasing uh, like in two days, and the list looks amazing. Wow. Oh, I haven't seen the list. Yeah, it was just released like on... I I saw it on Twitter earlier today. I'll see if I can find a link to it, but... um. Yeah, it's it's a great list, and what's what makes this movie cool too is I actually every semester in my graphic design class we do a project for magazine design, and I always pick a big blockbuster to do. And this was Guardians of the Galaxy. A lot of kids hadn't seen it yet, so they all went and they said, "This game, this is so good." And they said, "Well, the the music is so good. Well, what makes it cool is that James Gunn is a director." He makes the uh, music part of it. He actually plays the music during the scenes, so like. When they have the scenes going on, the actual portion of the music from the soundtrack is playing so they can get the cadences and the rhythms and like, you know, like when Star Wars dancing around at the beginning of the movie, uh, that that's playing. You oh, know? no so wonder that actually, was so perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's going to be awesome. I've listened to Fox and a Run probably every single day since I saw the trailer. <laughs> and, and I'm not even kidding because even my, my son went, uh, hey, Alexa. Play Fox on a Run by the Sweet. <laughs> he's probably the only he's probably the only ten year old kid who knows what the Sweet is. Who knows who Sweet is? <laughs> who, is? Who, by the way, side note, is a really good band. They put out a lot of good stuff. Like uh, Your Love Is Like Oxygen, oh. uh, Fox on the Run. I mean, they they put out some good stuff. Tony, have you named a, a show Fox on the Run yet? Fox on the Run? No, not yet. But it has just been jotted down because I'm running there you low. Go. I know, really. <laughs> This, this is going to be so big on opening weekend. This is one of those, I usually have a rule that I don't go see a movie on opening weekend, but this will break it. I will put up with it. Now, before we get too far, have they redone all the movies for you guys, uh, movie theaters, so that the recliners and reserve seating in the Raleigh Oh, area? yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have one that we go to, like when Dan and I get together for the big ones, we go to this one called Frank, which has like a bowling alley, and they have the dining recline where you can order your drinks and stuff while you're in there and get food and stuff, and it's awesome. They have like a, how tall is that screen, Dan? It's, it's, 70, like, it's, it's their version of IMAX, but they call it, it's branded something else. Extreme, some yeah. FX extreme, extreme, I think, or something like that. Yeah, the extreme. <laughs> That's right. Um, but it's awesome. And I have one in Chapel Hill as well that called the Silver Spot, which is a University Mall, and um, it's it's great too. It's got big big leather recliners and great screens. We we might have to bleep that out because it's such a kind of a niche place that me and Chris can get into every <laughs> opening night all the time. We were able to get get good seats for them. Yeah, everybody just pretend we didn't say that. The the Guardians of the Galaxy. That Tony, that's the weekend I'm going to be down in Charlotte. We the three of us may have to go see that on that Saturday. But you, what are you going to do with everybody else that's with you? Are we going to all of us going to go? I'm good with that. <laughs> I did, and you know, 
my wife's got to deal with the, the cheer team. I'll go with, I'll say, I'm going to go meet Marty and Tony for dinner. We may do something after. I don't know. Oh, there we go. <laughs> okay. Guardian, Guardians of the Galaxy for the fourth time that weekend or play games. That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. That's a tough it one. Is tough. <laughs> oh, but so I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go say, Marty, I am screening this movie. Yeah, screening here. Absolutely screening. Yeah, I'm absolutely screening. The only, the only thing that scares me about this is that when you watch, I think, what has there been, like, two main trailers so far? Mm-hmm. There's been so many defined, like, scenes from the trailers. Like, you could pretty much pick out exactly what's going on in every one of the scenes that I'm hoping that there's more than just these, like, that, we're not just seeing all the acts from the trailers. And, and I know a lot of people don't like to see trailers, but, man, I absolutely geek out on all sorts. I, I just can't not watch trailers. Like, I wanted to not watch Star Wars, but I just can't stop myself from watching trailers. So I worry about Guardians, but I, it'll be great anyway. I mean, the first one is so good. So this will be great. And uh, Chris? Oh, yeah. Well, absolutely streaming this one. I'm going to go opening night. You're streaming it? You're screening it. Screening it. I'm screening it. I got to get used to this new format. I'm, scre- <laughs> I'm screaming it is what I'm doing is I'm screaming it. Um, what's going to be cool about this one, though, is I just saw, also read today that there's going to be five post-credit scenes. Oh, wow. Yeah. wow. At least that's the rumor. That's going to kill the bathroom break. Do, does anybody feel that one of them is going to be introducing the Guardians to the Avengers? Mm, possibly. I don't know. I don't know. Will they have a movie? Be when is when is Infinity no. Gauntlet supposed to next year? Is it next, next year? year? Infinity War. Oh yeah. yeah, you know what? Then it very well could be. I think it will be. That's personal. probably because have you have you seen a trailer where they're on Earth? Mm-mm. Yeah, there there is a there is a scene where they're on Earth, and the only reason why I know that is because uh, Jimmy Kimmel uh, had those guys on because oh, ABC yeah. owns Marvel, and uh, his uh, sidekick Guillermo mm-hmm. has yeah. a part in the movie, and they showed his scene, and he was playing a cop on Earth. Oh, was it? Is that when the, the Ravagers do they catch up to him on Earth? Is that that whole scene taking place on? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, cool. so I'm just wondering if that's this. There's going to be the crossover there. Okay, so wow, we spent a lot of time on that one. So yes, <laughs> it deserves last it. Thing, it deserves I, it. It is going yeah, it really to does. define the summer. James Gunn has signed on to write and to direct the third movie, so we know this franchise is in, in is in good hands right now. All right, the next movie. Uh, this trailer's been out for this for a while. This is King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. When the child Arthur's father is murdered, Vortigan, who is played by Jude Law, uh, Arthur's uncle seizes the crown. Robbed of his birthright, no idea who he truly is, Arthur comes uh, up the hard way in the back alleys of the city. But once he pulls the sword from the stone, his life is turned upside down, and he is forced to acknowledge his true legacy, whether he likes it or not. <laughs> So Marty, what do you think? Let's let's move this right along. Is this going to be what is it? I love King Arthur, and I think this really looks good. But but there have been a lot of movies in the King Arthur storyline that kind of fell flat for me. So for me, I definitely can wait on streaming on this one. Dan, uh, I actually love the King Arthur mythos, and I actually like the one the one a couple years ago with with well, I was going to say with the British guy, but they're almost all British. The one with uh, the one with was, <laughs> no, it, was the British guy with, was it Kira Knightley? Down. I think she was in. The one that, yeah, that, that was no- more than a couple years ago. It was about five or six. Yeah, I mean, nobody liked that one, but I actually kind of liked it because I really liked his little band. I like, I kind of like that type of movie with, you know, you got your merry band of guys going. Everybody's got their own little thing going on. You know, everybody's got their their niche to the fighting. Anyway, I like that movie. I like this when I first saw the trailer, and then I watched the trailer a couple more times, and uh, uh, it's it's a steaming. I'm sorry, this just doesn't. Oh, I, wow! Yeah, the more I've, night. Wow. Yeah, the more I've watched it, it just doesn't do it for me. I mean, it's it's I could be talked into watching it streaming. 
because I mean, at, if you if if it's on like Netflix late at night and I you know and everybody's asleep, I'd be like, right, I'll throw this on. I mean, heck, I watched I watched Avengers Grimm the other night. Oh my lord, that's horrible. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a um all right real quick tangent so it's it's uh like cinderella R- red riding hood um it's got like off in snow white and somebody in rapunzel they they get thrown from their magical land into our la and they have powers and they have to go kill rumpelstiltskin who is casper van diem right there that screams horrible. no yeah that sounds amazing yeah it it is it is actually horrible good it's good horrible cheese i mean it's exactly what i expected it to be but Whew. Yeah, so if I could put up with that, I could probably put up with King Arthur Legend of the Sword on streaming, but I'm still I'm gonna stick with steaming for now. Sorry for the danger. Chris, what you got? <laughs> I I just don't know why we need another King Arthur movie. I mean, it's like every five or six years we've gotta have a new take on it. I like the Arthurian legends and I love Charlie Hunnam and I like Jude Law and I mean the the trailer looks okay the only thing that i really thought was neat was a couple of the fight scenes where charlie's got the sword he's got excalibur and he's like kind of doing a flash thing where he kind of he speeds up between the hits he he hits and then he speeds up and goes to the next one speeds up and go to the next one so it sort of kind of looks video gamey a little bit but for me this one's this one's a streaming I, i'm not gonna say it's steaming because i don't think it looks that bad and i like the people who are in it so i'll it's streaming it's definitely not a screen by any means right, well for me with our new qualifications on it, I'm going to have to go with Dan on this. This is steaming. Mm. This is... Oh, oh there you go, just, Tony. Embrace wow. it. Welcome to the dark side. I, I, <laughs> I love the King Arthur mythos. I love all that, but I'm sorry. I think I've heard the story. I think I know what's going to happen. I know what's going to be. How many more times can you do it? Maybe with this, you know, magical sword that he's going to get. I mean, a tot in a lake. But anyway... That, to me, you know, is the best one to go see. If you're going to go see a King Arthur type thing, go see the Holy Grail or something. I oh, Just pass this one up. Steamy. <laughs> Our next movie is Alien Covenant. Ridley Scott returns to the universe he created in Alien with Alien Covenant, the second chapter in a prequel twil- trilogy that began pr- with Prometheus. Whoo, that's a mouthful. <laughs> and connects directly to Scott's 1979 similar work of science fiction. Bound for a remote planet on the far side of the galaxy, the crew of the colony ship Covenant discovers what they think is an uncharted paradise, but is actually a dark, dangerous world whose sole inhabitant is the synthetic David, played by Michael Fassbender, who I really enjoy. Survivor of the doomed Prometheus Expedition. Director Ridley Scott returns for yet another Alien movie. All right, Chris, tell us what you think here, man. (laughs) All right. So. (laughs) All right. Let me rip this one. You go for it. Yeah, let me rip this one a new butthole. Here, here, I I don't know. See, I really want it to be good. I really do, because I love the Alien franchise, uh, Alien 3 notwithstanding. Although it's a little underrated, it's it's fine. But I watch the Alien franchise a lot, and I've watched Prometheus six times, if you can believe it. No. And the reason why I know you can't believe it is because I'm fascinated. <laughs> I'm fascinated by how bad that movie is, but I also keep watching it to see if I catch new things. And since I read like some crackpot theories online, every time somebody has a new crackpot theory about it, I go back and I watch it, and I realize like there's more to this movie than I thought. But at the same time, it is a steaming pile of crap. This one's probably going to be the same. I hope it's not, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say steaming. I just don't think they they can't catch uh, lightning in a bottle anymore with alien franchises. Not unless there's a predator involved. 
Okay, Marty, how are you going to follow that up? Yeah, here's the thing is, my son Travis loves Alien. So so I will be screening it because he really wants to go, but I'm going to fall more on the... I'm going to fall on the streaming side. It's one of those I could I could wait and see. I'm not as big an Alien fan with the newer stuff as, as what uh, some other people are. So I'll put it up at least streaming. Uh, see, for me, though, I think I don't want to ruin the original and all the goodness. I, I'll be <laughs> honest. I, I have not watched two, three, or how many ever. I, I just don't care about them. Wait, hold on a sec. Hold, hold on a sec. You haven't seen Aliens? That's the best one ever. That might be one it's of the like best in, movies ever. It's like in the top 10 movies of all time. I understand that, but why do I need to see it? Oh, the aliens <laughs> because it's kill? amazing. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm just going to I'm just gonna sit back and sit out of this. It's one. a completely different movie than, <laughs> than what Alien is. Like, Alien is that suspense horror, and Aliens is just an action-packed romp. So it's like, it's so much different. So it's not like just a I have movie. seen Aliens like 40, 50 times. Oh, yeah. right, it fine, is so good. Fine. Okay, I'll, I'll go watch Aliens just for you guys. <laughs> but once again, what am I missing? Aliens are trying to kill humans. I've seen it. I've been there. I've done that. So we're going to go with number, we're going to go with steaming. You love Star Trek. What is it? Uh, a bunch of Earthlings going intermingle with some aliens. The same thing I've seen. Uh, and so is Walking Dead, killing a bunch of freaking zombies. But that, we still go there? Oh, no. We, we have no arguments there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan, I know you're not going to back me up on this one. So let me hear what you got to say. <laughs> no, I'm going to fully back you up. I, I have no interest in this one. I'm Ever since... The untimely passing of Bill Paxson. I just had this utterly downer take on this franchise other than the, from the second on. Like pretty well, actually, the fourth one being a steaming pile, I kind of enjoyed a lot of that too. Uh, but the second one is one of the greatest movies of all time. And I just can't get into, you know, Prometheus and, and Covenant. I just, I just can't. So, I mean, I'm not going to bother wasting my time. It's, it's steaming. And I know everybody's saying, well, now, wait, what did they all say? So Marty is going to screen it. I'm steaming. Dan is steaming. And Chris is steaming as well. So this one. Wow. I did not expect that with Alien. I didn't either. That, that kind of shocked yep. me. Wow. <laughs> Three steamings. Interesting. All right. Our next movie, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, The Long Haul, a family road trip to attend Meemaw's 90th birthday party goes off course thanks to Greg's newest scheme to finally become famous. Now, here's the thing about this trailer. It's caught me off guard. I did not recognize Alicia Silverstone. I'm like, who is that? She looks so familiar. It's, like, it's oh been a gosh, while. It's Alicia. It's been a while. It has been a yeah. while. I mean, she looks fine and everything, but it's like, wow, I just hadn't seen her forever. So there we go. Dive for Wimpy Kid, The Long Haul. Wait, did you just, just say fine? She is way more than fine. <laughs> <laughs> and she's... and She's, <laughs> she's Batgirl. She's, yeah, she, well... She's also that doesn't she's help. Only slightly, she's <laughs> she's only slightly younger than me, and I'm I don't mean to to, to jump past whoever's supposed to be rating. Well, you this, go, this, I tell you what, you go ahead and do it. Look, go for so, it. I'll let you go. <laughs> when I saw that they were making another Diary of Wimpy Kid, I was like, oh no. I mean, I liked a couple. I mean, one of the I think there's what two or three other ones um, with the same kid. And when I saw the first thing you see is that it's a different kid. I'm like, oh come on, that other kid was so good. And then you see Lester Silverstone. I was like, all right, you got me. And then you see Tom Everett Scott, and I'm like, all right, that's pretty cool. And then the trailer is actually pretty endearing. It's like a kid's version of Vacation. Like, Vacation is obviously yeah. not for kids, but this is almost like a kid's version of that. And, I mean, who, in, in our generation, I know you guys, she might be a little young for you guys, but she's right around. I, I couldn't imagine rolling over and waking up next to Alicia Silverstone, and that would be just <laughs> fine. So... <laughs> uh, your wife doesn't listen to this show. I well, she's she could probably hear me because I'm pretty loud, but she knows that you know 
She knows my type. But, but <laughs> it's actually it's not anime. even Alicia Silverstone either. But I've always had it. You know, she's on the list. It's okay. She's on the list. So I'm sorry. What did you say you're going to go do? Is this? A- I'll, I'll actually put this on streaming because I know that the kids would like it and and I'd like it. But it's not so much in the in the you know in the forefront that I would think the kids. I would take the kids. Actually, I don't know. My kids really like that the series. But I'm going to say streaming. All right, streaming. I, I well, see for me, I don't have anybody that wants it. I've never got into the stories. So I'm sure the movie will have its own merit, but I have no desire to go see this one. So for me, I'm going to say steaming. I don't, I don't care, Marty. What about you? Uh, I'm in the same boat as you, Tony. I think some of my kids read some of the books, but they have no interest in seeing the movie, so I probably won't see it either. Not that it's going to be a bad movie necessarily, but for me, it's going to be steaming. All right, Chris, what you got? Zero interest. I'm sure it's probably just going to be a fine movie, but steaming for me. Even with Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> and not that much discussion about it. That tells me the interest, you know? Yeah. Oh, here we go. Moving on. We're still looking for that first original movie. We're not there yet. <laughs> Thrust into an all-new adventure, a down-on-his-luck Captain Jack Sparrow finds the winds of ill fortune blowing even more strongly when deadly ghost pirates, led by his old nemesis, the terrifying Captain Salazar, Escape from the Devil's Triangle, determined to kill every pirate at sea, including him. Captain Jack's only hope of survival lies in seeking out the legendary Triton of Poseidon, a powerful artifact that bestows upon its possessor total control over the seas. Go see... What's his name? Again, in Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> Ted Men Tell No Tales. Wow, I just I just forgot his name. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go first on this one. I oh, the first one I enjoyed that movie so much. It had me. Then number two started to you know I could smell it. Number <laughs> no, no, number three. I'm like. Number three is one of those where you're like, you're taking out the trash, you're cleaning the refrigerator, you know, there's something going (laughs) rotten here. Number four, this is a solid steaming cow pie of pool. Poo, pool, not poo, poo. See, you didn't like, you didn't like the fourth one? This is the fourth one. Strange Tides? No, no, this is the fifth one. This is the, see? There was one that was pretty much just Jack Sparrow, I think. Strange Tides, that was number four. Is that the time, is that the one when they went to the, um... The fortune, uh, not for the the fountain of youth. No, that's uh, at World's End is the third one. I thought that was. The oh, at World's End is that? The, I don't. Or is they're that all. How, how can you keep any of them straight? They're all the same. Yeah, thing. All, pretty much all the same. <laughs> this is steaming. What do you say, Chris? <laughs> oh, one hundred percent steaming pile of crap. The only thing, the only thing that could save this movie is Javier Bardem as the bad guy mm-hmm. because. Yeah, but but you can't hardly see his face because he's like they're doing that he's underwater type of thing with his hair and it's all flipping around everywhere. He looks awesome, and he's he makes a great bad guy. I mean, he's just so good in, in James Bond as a bad guy. But it was just uh, that's the only thing I'd ever say this movie. But absolutely no no doubt steaming pile of crap. Dan, I'm screening it, man. You know what? <laughs> I, wow. I may be one of these people that that loves Transformers. I can't get enough of. Uh, Captain Jack Sparrow. It cracks me up no matter how many times I see it. He's just, he's so good at that character. I, I've got some high hopes for it. I mean, like I said, I would say their track record is what? They're three for four or whatever so far for me. So I, I, I'll go see it. My kids will like it. I'm pretty easy when it comes to this. And, you know, Orlando Bloom's back. Kieran Knightley's back. Uh, like you said, Javier Bardem, he's he's good. So yeah, bring me, bring it on. Bloom is back? Yep. 
Well, see, the thing is that they're only going to have cameos because they're not featured in the in the trailer. Well, at all. they may both be. I mean, maybe they just have little cameos or whatever. I don't know. Jeffrey Rush is big, and he's really funny in there too. Yeah, and the monkey. You got to give the monkey cred. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because I mean, my heaven. So, Marty, what about you, Tony? I'm the same. I'm the same as you. Uh, after the second, third one, it just went downhill for me. So it's going to be it's going to be steaming for me. Also, I'm sure it's going to it's going to make good money and people will enjoy it. But for me, it's steaming. man. We got to put an end to this downer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here it is. I don't think we're going to get much of an upper with this next one. <laughs> nope. A new hotshot lifeguard, played by Zac Efron, butts heads with the infamous badass and universally loved Mitch Buchanan, played by The Rock, head lifeguard of Baywatch in Miami. Although the bay seems like any other beach, mysterious activity arises at the local beach club, leading Mitch to believe his beloved bay is in danger, and his team must come together to save it (laughs) in this movie adaptation of the great TV show, Baywatch. All right, Marty, what do you think? This has even more of a steaming pile of poo than anything we've talked about before. <laughs> Here's the thing. When I, anytime you take an awesome TV show and translate it to the screen, does it ever work? Like 21 Jump Street, maybe. But remember Chips? Oh my gosh. Horrible. Hor- Dukes of Hazard. So here, here's the thing. Number one, uh, this is a, this is a rated R movie. So what they've done is basically they've taken a somewhat uh, risque show and they're going to plummet it deep into rated R with a bunch of nudity and everything. What's wrong like with that? that? Hey, I'm just I'm just saying it's not what uh, uh, steaming. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Dan, <laughs> man, I think we've seen this movie about a hundred times in the last forty years because it's like they give this script out, you know, in in film school and they're like hey if you want something here you go uh, do this on a ski ski slope do this uh you know uh in in a in a baseball academy do this in a police academy this is this is the same plot we've seen a million You're stuck times. in the 80s dude and i don't care i'm gonna watch it anyway <laughs> my, my wife and i will laugh our butts off listen there is no more likable guy in this world than the rock i love the rock the guy is great uh, i mean and zach efron is actually pretty funny let me tell you a movie that is horrible but you will laugh your butt off that uh, bad grandpa or dirty grandpa, whatever it's called. One of them is dirty grandpa. Dirty grandpa. With, bad grandpa, with, I guess, uh, is uh, Knoxville. Knoxville. D- yeah. Dirty grandpa with him and uh, uh, De Niro. Oh my God, you'll laugh your butt mm-hmm. off. It is hilarious. It's not great, but it is pretty funny. I like Zach, Af- <laughs> Zach Efron too. I like The Rock. I couldn't name one girl in this, but I'm sure they're all hot. So, all right. <laughs> Sounds like a good Saturday night to me. Me and the wife will laugh our butts off. So I'll stream it. I'm going to counter, okay. I'm going to counterpoint to Dan after Chris goes. So Chris, please tell us where, where are you going to be on this? This is a half bottle of Jameson night. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. <laughs> Streaming, baby. This is going to be a fun, fun night where I get back to back really bad movies and get drunk. There you go. At least you're setting the bar for it. Okay. So that you, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man now for me i agree w- with you dan only once i'm going to agree with you and what you were discussing and that is the rock if that's the reason for me to stream it oh is, i enjoyed i enjoyed he made central intelligence you said it a couple uh movie shows ago the man just charisma just comes out the man's pores bad grandpa i'm sorry i made it through no dirty grandpa, dirty grandpa not grandpa. bad grandpa dirty yeah. grandpa I made it 20 minutes into it. The, the language was atrocious. I didn't laugh once, even with the bumblebee scene. I'm sorry. I just, it was 
it wasn't even college humor. It was just Chris. Oh. It's a Jameson movie. You got to check it out. I, I've been ever since you said it was funny. I was like, I'm gonna put it on my list for Jameson night. Yeah, Marty, you probably won't like it. Probably not. <laughs> I, the, the language is just <laughs> ridiculous. In yeah, it, it, it is actually. It is a little bit where even I, I might be getting a little bit old because there was even times a couple times where I was like, ooh, yeah, you know, cringing a little bit, but but I was laughing the, the whole time. I was laughing just because De Niro just takes such a different take on De Niro, like even for De Niro, he, it just takes a different take, but it, you got to just got to get used to it and, it, and it, it'll crack you up. I'm, I'm fine with that, but I'll tell you what. So, so basically Marty is steaming this Baywatch while the rest of us are streaming it probably late mm-hmm. at night when we can't fall asleep or there is lubrication going on with the bottle of Jameson, <laughs> correct? Uh, libations. We've got some libations. We'll go. I'm going to let y'all go from that. Libations. Okay. There you go. All right, Marty, what's next? So whenever we do our big uh, movie episodes, there's always ones I look over. It's like, I can't wait to talk about this one. And this next one is one I can't wait to have a discussion about. Captain Underpants. <laughs> no. <laughs> raised, on the, raised on a mythical island and trained by Amazonian, Amazonian warriors, a young woman named Diana fulfills a destiny long ago bestowed on her by the gods when her home and the world at large is threatened. She must leave and travel to the outside world for the first time. In doing so, she takes the first steps to becoming the hero that is Wonder Woman. And, and I believe you must address her as Princess Diana. Yes. Princess Diana, I am so... I apologize, Princess. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> so, so, Dan, this is right up your alley. It's DC. Talk to us. Uh, this will probably be one that uh, me and Chris will probably be on, you know, Thursday night. We'll probably be at this, uh, and I'll probably see if I can get the wife to come with us. Cause, uh, man, I can't wait to see this movie. This is, um, and, and I'll even, uh, I, I might misquote Marty a little bit, but this is probably the movie that DC should have, you know, all the movies should be like this one. And, and we're hoping for this to save DC. Am I, am I close Marty? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Actually, actually you are. Yeah. Yeah. We see eye to eye right there now. There you go. Right now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stream this. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, screen this. I'm really, really, really looking forward to this movie. I think this is going to be one of the huge hits of the summer. All right, Chris. 100% screening. Yeah, like Dan said, I'll probably join up. We'll all head over to the to the Frank. No, sorry, I'm not, I'm not supposed to say the name of that place so people don't find it, but I'm sure we'll head over there. Cause, I mean, it just looks... I love period pieces, too. And like I, Cap, the original Captain America is one of my favorites for being set in World War II. And now this is set during World War One, and we get to see a different era. But that uh, kind of flashback or retro storytelling, I really enjoy. And I think it's going to be really good. And she was the, one of the bright, shining stars of Batman versus Superman. And her, her theme song is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's just driving and it perfect. So, yeah, absolutely She's 100% so screen. charismatic. And, dude, who doesn't love Chris Pine, too? Another... Another lovely oh, individual. And when you referenced Captain America, you were talking about the movie where the CGI was top notch, right? Chris? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's the worst ever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Oh. It was revolutionary for its time. Come on. And then look what they took it to when they did uh, the last Avengers movie with, or not Avengers, but Civil War, when they put Robert Downey Jr.'s youthful face on that body. Oh no, that was actually really good. That was good. Yeah. So they had to start there, and they finally yeah. But got the there. shrunken head that looks straight out of Beetlejuice, I just I still can't get over it. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who missed it, we've discussed this. I think in almost all four years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Marty, what do you think of Wonder Woman? Man, Chris took all my main points. <laughs> I, I will definitely be there on Thursday. I am the most excited. 
for this movie more so than I was for Batman versus Superman and Suicide Squad. There, there was even when I watched both of those trailers, I was very apprehensive about both of those movies. I saw this trailer for the first time and I was like, yes, yes, this is how we can make a good DC movie. Chris mentioned all my highlights. It's a period piece. World War One. I. I love that going back to the original story of Wonder Woman. For those who watched Linda Carter in the seventies, this is the way it's supposed to be. You know, <laughs> it's, it's taking place uh, uh, back then. She was the bright spot in uh, Batman versus Superman. The theme music is flipping awesome. It's an odd time signature. So that's what's really cool and, and somewhat different. Yeah. Music nerd here. Um, this was really cool about it. So I am totally 100% on board and I honestly hope this is the movie that really boosts DC to where it should be because I think JLA is going to suck. Go ahead. Oh my God. Oh my God. He did it. He went there. Oh. Oh. Well, okay. Before Dan, where's, where's my roll aids? Where, where are they? <laughs> and we, we'll talk about that at the end. Cause I'm, I'm right there with Marty about JLA. So anyway, Oh, oh yeah, here we go. Oh. So any, anyway, so not that we're all superhero nerds or anything, close but yeah I'm, I, it is it is the bro- next to Guardians this will be the shining star in the summer movies because I mean first off on DC can only go up I had hopes for Suicide Amen Play. Amen oh so my they've god got, they've haters. got to come out you're not haters I'm sorry I love DC that's why it hurts so much is because I love DC so much I know so this is this is going to be screening for me just I, the character love the character love the period I'm, I'm with uh, just reiterating what all y'all said so but last year we held a contest for all the listeners to come out and fill out a form and pick along with us masters the movies they thought they were going to do a movie well, we're changing it up this year so this is the contest for this year's prize. So the top three people who can get closest to the opening box office gross for Wonder Woman will win gift cards to the Broken Token or Fun Again. You get to choose. So the, the person who is the closest will get $25 gift card. The second closest will get 15 and the third closest will get 10. So what we're going to have, and we'll talk about this more at the end of the show, is basically you're going to go out and guess in what we hope to be in the millions for this movie. So that's going to be the contest. Marty and I will go a little bit more. We wanted to take a break so that you all understand. This, this one, the four of us, will definitely help you figure out how much you're going because we're going to be dropping down our $15 to go see this movie on opening weekend. Tony, for clarification, total U.S. gross, uh, right? Yeah, I'm sorry, domestic Or are you doing US worldwide gross. gross? Okay, domestic U.S. gross. And what we'll do is we'll have a uh, form on our page uh, for this episode, and the contest will run till Tony? Since it's opening weekend, you've got to get your um, pick in before Wonder Woman is released. So it comes out on June the 2nd. So this has to be done. By May 31st, you've got to get your entries in. We'll close the form in on May 31st. And it's based on the, the box office take at closing on Sunday night. That is correct. Whatever um, box office mojo reports out for the top grossing for that weekend. That is for Wonder Woman. Don't confuse it with the one that we're getting ready to talk about. We're getting closer and closer to the release of First Martian. You know you want this game. 
But once again, Ignacy has plenty of stuff out there in the catalog. Be sure to go check it out. Portalgames.pl for some of that gaming goodness while you wait on First Martian. Oh, we're waiting for that expansion. Don't forget about Stronghold expansion or for Nirishima Hex expansion. All that's getting ready to come out. So be sure to go check it out at Portalgames.pl. Gentlemen, I think we have finally gotten to our first original movie. Captain Underpants, <laughs> the first epic movie, tells the story of two overly imaginative pranksters named George and Harold who hypnotize their principal into thinking he's a ridiculously enthusiastic, incredibly dim-witted superhero named Captain Underpants. Voices in this movie are provided by Ed Helms and Kevin Hart. What do you think, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> I have zero interest in seeing it. It looks cute, but I have no I have no reason to watch this movie other than the fact that it's Captain Underpants. I, I I'm familiar with Captain Underpants. Every now and then I I portray Captain Underpants in the privacy <laughs> of my own home. Cape cape and all. <laughs> doing a little doing a little cosplay, a little personal cosplay. Um nice. But Oh, I don't want to see cosplay of this at Gen Con. I'm just saying it right now. I'm go- you know, I'm going to do it one day just for you, Marty. <laughs> Captain Underpants, Underpants cosplay. So uh, I don't have any reason to see it, but I also don't think it's going to be horrible. So I'm going to say screening. You mean screaming or streaming? Streaming. Yes. Why do I keep doing that? Streaming. It's, it's yes. a new format. I'm sorry. It's a new it. format. Yeah, it's a new twist for you. Uh, I love my animation films, and I think this uh, the, the voice acting I think is going to be pretty good for this. So for me, it's going to be a streaming movie. Dan, what do you think for this one? Now, even though my kids are young enough that, you know, they read the books and and they would probably enjoy this. I'm really hoping that my in-laws will take the kids to this because there's something about the animation that's okay, but I don't know if it's Kevin Hart's voice, but I can't help but just see Kevin Hart every time I hear his voice. And it didn't, and it really wasn't matched up very well to the animation. Maybe it was just, you know, pre-production with the little trailer that we saw. So, I mean, I'll, I'll stream it. I'm sure we'll end up buying the DVD of it and I'll watch it, but I don't really have any huge interest to see it in the theater. And, um, while my kids have kind of mentioned it, they haven't been really crazy gung-ho about it. So I'll go streaming. I'm going to agree with you, Dan. The Kevin Hart aspect. I mean, what was he in? Zootopia where he was the little rabbit? No, it wasn't Zootopia. It was, um, wasn't it the, um, oh. The, the, oh no! It's the animals. Secret Life of Pets. Yeah, the, yeah Secret, Secret Life, Life of Pets. Pets. That's what it was. Secret Life of Pets. That's that's what it was. Um, I mean, that just—I had hopes for that movie last year. I mean, it got me some good money on the selection, but oh, just something about that—that that voice and that—it didn't fit. And so I'm a little concerned there. But I'm with you. I'm with all of you guys. I think I'm going to have to go with a streaming of this. This will probably be a guilty pleasure for me sometime. Next. I'm excited about this too. It looks like Universal Studios is getting ready to relaunch a bunch of their old uh, movie uh, characters. Remember? Well, you may not. None of us remember. But back in the 50s or so, <laughs> Universal was known for its, its an incredible characters such as Werewolf, Dracula, Mummy, etc. And they're kind of relaunching those. And the first one coming out, Tom Cruise headlines an all-new cinematic version of The Mummy. Dan, what do you think? I say this a lot about all these people that are, and I guess that's why they're headliners, but Man, Tom Cruise is a likable dude, and I know he's crazy, but he's really good in all these movies. So uh, I'm going to say screening because it looks looks good enough. I, I I always think that the the more they put out these same movies, that they're not going to be good. But when I watch the trailer, I'm like, well, it actually looks pretty good. And there's a lot of people in the movie, so yeah, I'll go I'll go see it. 
There's a lot of people in a lot of movies, man. <laughs> a lot of people. No, but I mean, a lot of lot times there's like, you have, you have like The Rock and you have Alicia Silverstone and that's it for the whole movie. Like everybody else is just might as well be the most bit people you've seen in a million things. But this one has like Russell Crowe and Tom Cruise and, there, and there's a bunch of A-listers in it is what I mean by a, a bunch of people in it. Uh, that, yeah, I can understand that now. But Chris, do we have a counterpoint? Yes, we do have a counterpoint. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm super nervous about this film. I, I'm a big fan of The Mummy. I love the, the classic Universal Monsters. I liked the original Mummy with Brendan Fraser, but that's a very different animal than this is. Um, that one was one that, that kind of took people a little bit off guard as to how fun it was, like the original um, Pirates of the Caribbean. But this one just has... It, it, the entire movie is riding on Tom Cruise's shoulders. And I... I'm sorry. I just don't think Tom Cruise has it anymore. Ooh, I know it's going to, wow. people are going to be like, boo, but he's a national treasure. I will say he is a national treasure. It's true. <laughs> he's crazy, but he is a national treasure. But what I'm saying, I'm not saying that he doesn't have the acting chops. I'm just saying that he doesn't have the box office straw that he used to, you know, he used to be the king of the box office and, and now it's not enough to just put him in a movie and, and let it do well. Um, that's my point behind that. So I don't think that this is, I'm going to, I'm going to say screening not screening streaming again. I'm going to say streaming because this is one that I I'm very nervous about. I don't think I'll go see it in the theater at all, but I do hope it's good. I don't think that, I mean the trailers, the funniest part of this trailer, you guys have seen this or not, but the funniest trailer for this is the one they took all the sound effects out of except for like the, the natural sound effects. So all it is, is just them grunting and making noises throughout the entire thing. It's the, so funny. It's the have best you, ever. Have you seen the end of New Hope where they take all the music out and everything? <laughs> yes. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. It's just them walking, you know, through the ceremonial thing. It's just so funny. It's very, it's just so awkward. Yeah. But I'll, so I'll say, uh, streaming, streaming for mine. Yes. Okay. For me, I will want to go see this in the theater just for the visual effects. I think having the sandstorm with today's theaters would just be incredible. I'm, I'm with you, Dan, Tom Cruise, love his movies. I mean, mission impossible. The last one he did was one of my favorites uh, that he did, but uh, I'm, I'm concerned that this may just not be, I've never been a big fan of the horror. Not, I know it's not a horror flick, but it's never been one of those types of movies that I just enjoy. And so I want to say screening, but I'm going to have to say streaming Marty. I enjoyed the Brandon Frazier mummy movies. You know, when they first came out, it had this very comedic feel to it. I'm hoping that they're not going to do that with this one. The trailers don't look like that. No. It looks more serious. And I like the idea of the story behind it about uh, basically it looks like Tom Cruise is possessed or something like that. You can't really tell what's going on, but there's something's going on, like something he was he was killed and brought back to life or something. So I think it's a nice little twist on a typical monster type movie. So it's going to be screening for me. He's on a mission from Gad. He's on- <laughs> <laughs> so one one quick thing about this movie that I think is cool and why I hope it does succeed is that Universal has a plan for this to kick off uh, a whole universe, an interlocking sort of Marvel-esque universe of all their classic monsters. So we'll see like Frankenstein's monster and Dracula and Creature from Black Lagoon and stuff like that start to have new takes and they all kind of interlock and create this other story. So that seems interesting to me. So we'll see how it goes. But I'm hoping they're not going to try to go down that shock feature you know where they try to gore you out and things like that bring me a no, store i don't think this is gore at all i just don't think i don't think i mean the old universal pictures are not gory they're just kind of 
campy and creepy. And they, they tell it like the original Frankenstein is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And so to bring some of that storytelling back without being gory is, is actually classic horror, which I think is something we can actually use in modern times. So I hope that it actually works. You know, I, I really like the, the Brendan Fraser one too, because it just, it was campy. And it was like an old serial mm-hmm. and it has that humor. And I think that what might be like kind of what you said, Marty, this might separate it a bit because it is more serious. Uh, what'd you say? Are you screening this? Screening. Screening this. Screening this. Okay. Just want to make sure I, I heard you right because these words do sound a lot. They do. They do. We need to change the name back. All right. <laughs> here we go. <clears throat> Blindsided. <laughs> Let's just start over again. Welcome to, uh, uh, what did you used to call it? Box, box office. office. Box o- Red box box office. Trash box. Red box and trash. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> blindsided by a new generation of blazing fast racers, the legendary Lightning McQueen is suddenly pushed out of the sport he loves. To get back into the game, he will need the help of an eager young race technician with her own plan to win. Inspiration from the late fabulous Hudson Hornet and a few unexpected turns, proving that number 95 isn't through yet, will test the heart of a champion on Piston Cup Racing's biggest stage. Give us Cars 3. What do you think of that, Marty? Steaming. Steaming. Okay. <laughs> now, I, I, I thought car. Here's the thing. I really enjoy typically those animated movies, and I thought Cars One was good, but I didn't think it was nearly as good as some of their other stuff. I never saw Cars Two. I just, I just, eh. I can't believe you were serious when you said steaming. I thought you were kidding. That's why I was mm-hmm. laughing. No. Oh, Mm-mm. you are a hater. No. No, it's not a hater. <laughs> I'm not saying it's going to steaming doesn't mean bad movie. It's just one. I know I probably will not see. Yeah. I mean, that's how your trash box is one that we just, ah, we didn't want to really see it. We, we could care less about it. When a movie has a number three after it, it's going to start jumping the shark pretty soon. If it hasn't already. Unless it's Indiana Jones. Oh yeah. That's true. Well, tr- well actually. Well, four. Well, number three. But three was, three was awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's arguably equal to, or better than one, but I mean, it's hard to beat one, but yeah, you're right. Cars. Cars 2 was horrible. I, you, you weren't missing anything. It, it was pretty bad. It's bad. Yes. All right, so I'm done. Okay, are you done? I mean, car. yeah, Cars 2 is Okay, for me, I, I, I love my anime films. I really enjoyed Cars. I, I mean, I, I didn't, I, I wasn't one of the, my favorite anime flicks, but I enjoyed Cars. But yeah, for me, this one, I don't even have desires to stream this. I'm, I'm saying steaming. Dan, are you going to pull us out of the... Absolutely, dude. Cars is awesome. <laughs> I knew it. Love Cars. Cars <laughs> 1 is, is still, to this day, one of the best Pixar movies, in my opinion. Uh, again, Owen Wilson, he's just really charismatic. He He's a real likable guy. The character is, is, is made pretty well. Even though the second one was bad, he was still pretty good in it. I just like this franchise, and I really have high hopes, and I know my kids will want to... We'll, we'll be like front row, first day kind of thing, because my kids just... they. They just love Lightning McQueen. So I'll, I'll go. I'll go screen it. Chris, what, are, are you going to go with him or are you going to <laughs> No, Lord, no. <laughs> are you kidding me? Now, I'm a race fan and I think after Cars 2, <laughs> steaming. Are you kidding me? The only fascinating part of the Cars series to me is how they fit into the Pixar theory. And we don't have time to dig down that rabbit hole, but I'd love to someday. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Pixar theory, but... It is how all the Pixar movies fit together and interlock and what what time they what era they fit in and how they can be real and they all have these different things because they all have things that exist obviously within like Lasseter and company's minds and they have all these different you know it's just an amazing rabbit hole. I will just mention quickly that number one, the cars are living beings, they're not cars. And number two, they're insects. 
So I'll leave you with that. So go go Google the Pixar theory and especially cars. They're insects. Yeah, Google it. You'll have to Google it. It's it it's funky. It 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 is it it is pretty cool though, but it is funky. All I know is there's a bunch of Easter eggs in all of them, and you have to go find like the Toy Story in it and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But I mean, okay. And and what John Ratzenberger? You got to find him too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in every single one. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, that's right. He is in every single one. So anyway, okay. What's next, Marty? Did you do yours? Yeah. I said steamy. I was the only one that was screening it as usual. I'm, I, all of a sudden, I've become the uh, shining beacon of, of happiness on all these ones. <laughs> well, remember, we started this whole thing out. I was like, yeah, I'm excited about 2017 movies and the rest of us are going, what? So, yeah. <laughs> that's coming out now. Well, I did, I, the reason why I asked Chris the, the question he did is because I'm beginning to wonder if I'm just become jaded over the summer movies because of the audience they're geared to. From that standpoint, I, I, and it may be, you know, I, but like I told Marty at the beginning of the show, I, I went and saw at least 30 movies in uh, this past year, 2016. So I go to the theaters. It's just, hmm. Anyway, I'm sorry, we're digressing. Marty, go. Well, this next movie is not geared towards children. As five friends rent a beach house in Miami for a bachelorette Do we have to talk about this one? And accidentally <laughs> kill a male stripper. Starring Scarlett Johansson and Kate McKinnon, Rough Night. Jesus. <laughs> I thought this would be up your alley, dude. Is there, is there a rating lower than a three for this one? Rating, <laughs> is it lower than steaming? Is this, this, is, this is like on the bottom of the poo pile here. Oh, it looks horrible. Okay, so Chris, go first. <laughs> Ste- oh, steaming. Absolute steaming. And yeah, you're right. This normally would be up my alley. It'd be like, oh, Jameson Night. We got Baywatch and Rough Night. All in one thing. No, it looks absolutely horrible i mean i loved like bridesmaids and stuff like this this looks like the absolute bottom of the barrel dreg bridesmaids thing that has ever happened and not even kate mckinnon can save this movie so num- absolutely steaming pile of crap uh dan I, i'm sure you reiterate this no i'm gonna i'm gonna stream this dude this looks hilarious <laughs> are you kidding me oh no it does not either it's scarlett johansson dude it you could just mute it and you could stream it it's fine <laughs> it's scarlett go. johansson dude man if it has Scarlett Johansson and Alicia Silverstone, I know. Man, now we got yeah. some. I'm detecting a pattern. Yes. That's all I'm saying. And Kate McKinnon is hilarious, too. It doesn't matter. She, she could be in Ghostbusters and she... Oh, wait. Yeah, and she's still funny. <laughs> she was the only good right, part of Ghostbusters. Exactly. So, I mean, this there was a movie... I want to say it was in the 90s. It was, it was kind of like the male version of this where they have like... Uh, and it was almost kind of like The Hangover where there was like a, a, a bachelor party and somebody kills a stripper... And then it just all sorts of weird stuff happens, but it's like the male version of this. I don't know. I mean, if yeah, what was that? Movie? Uh, I can't remember what it was called. I'm sure somebody in a guild will, or I can't remember who's actually even in it, to be honest, or else I'd probably be able to find it. But, uh, but anyway, so it was the male version of this and it was, it was okay. It was like kind of the typical comedy central movie, but this looks funny enough. I mean, it, it has, it has a lot of throwbacks to, um, oh, what is it? Uh, Weekend at Bernie's. They even do pull a Weekend at Bernie's gag yeah. through it. So I mean, it's going to be horrible. This is that's the whole point. It's like why, why bother? But, Come but on. here's the thing: if I if I can sit here with my wife on a Saturday night and watch Baywatch and laugh my butt off, or or a Dirty Grandpa, I'm sure I'll sit here and watch Rough Night and still laugh too. With and we'll we'll get it. It's a Jameson one. It's a Jameson movie. It's a full bottle Jameson <laughs> one is what it would be. Yes. <laughs> okay, so he is definitely streaming that now. For me, I'm I'm just old. I don't care, pretty face or not. <laughs> it's just not my type of movie. I, I, Weekend at Bernie's was my type of movie. These types of movies, they just they just don't make me laugh anymore. I'm not going to waste my time with it. I'm sorry, this is 
steaming, so steaming. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but Marty, I, I know that I, if if anything, I can probably come over and borrow your DVD and, and watch this. The movie is called Very Bad Things. With Christian Slater, that's what I was going to say. Cameron Diaz, that's what it was. Yes. When I saw this trailer, I couldn't tell. Is this a dark comedy? Because there was some, when the strippers killed and they reveal that part, it like gets really weird and it dark. It gets for weird, some super so weird. So that's why I was like, okay, is this a haha comedy or a, ooh, you know, kind of dark comedy? But anyway, regardless of which one it is, it's just, it's, it's not me. Definitely, definitely steaming for me, too. All right, next movie. The last night shatters the core mess of the franchise <laughs> and redefines what oh, it means some, to be a hero. Put some love into this, man. Humans and Transformers are at war. <laughs> Optimus Prime is gone. The key to saving our future lies in the secrets of the past and the hidden history of Transformers on Earth. <laughs> saving our world upon the shoulders of an unlikely alliance. Kate Yeager, Bumblebee, an English lord. <laughs> and Oxford uh, professor for um, Transformer the the last night. Okay. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All you have to say is it's another Transformers movie. Sign me up, Dan. Okay, there we go. What? So you're going? Uh, I guess. So let me, this let me give you a little bit here, Marty. This is this is my this is my thing here, Marty. Oh, he we have to do this every year. No, but here, no. Here's the thing. He had a writers' room where he took like 12 to 14 writers, which included like the Iron Man director, the Ready Player One writer, the uh, the writer for uh, some of the original Transformers writers from the 80s. He went out of his way to put something together that, that people, like even the hardcore fans would love. And granted, man, it looks like a steaming pile of crap, but I'm sure I'm going to love it because it, it does one of those tropes that I hate more than anything else in the world, the hero versus hero. I freaking hate that. It's the worst thing ever. So hopefully Optimus Prime turns good after really quick. Hopefully he, he comes back in pretty quick and to be the good guy again. But um, it, it's not going to be great, but man, I'm going to love every second of it because I just love seeing these, these robots on the big screen. I just, I just love it. Marty, counterpoint? There's no point. <laughs> this movie is always, as Dan says, it's going to make buttloads of money. And it will make buttloads of money. But it, it's the, the franchise is just gone for me. I mean, Dan, if you go and see this and say, Marty, he, he's turned it around, I will go check this out. But right now, as it stands for me, steaming. Chris. Oh, um, God help me what I'm about to say. <laughs> oh, but- Lord. Chris, come on, man. Oh, he's going to be with me the night before, man. He's going to do it. I actually liked the, I actually enjoyed the last one. I can't, I still can't tell what the hell's going on on screen because there's just moving parts everywhere. <laughs> That's but when, they, Bay. when they're cars, I can tell what's going on. As soon as they turn into robots, I have no idea what's happening on screen. But Marky Mark was pretty good in the last one. I by no means going to screen, I just, yeah, I'm not going to screen this one, but I'll stream it. You, we're, Absolutely. We're going Thursday night. You know, June 23rd, <laughs> I am not going to an opening here. night of a Transformers movie. I don't care who you are. There's no way. But I think it's fun. I think it's going to be fun. It's a, it's one that I won't have to down a bottle of Jameson watch. I can put it on, you know, have some fun with it. You know, as long as Marky Mark brings it. So there you go. Oh, okay. So th- what was that? A two for you there, Chris? I'm sorry. It's a two. It's a, it's a stream. It'll be a stream. Yes. Uh, and for, for those uh, we've been mentioning, we've marked them as in screening, streaming, and steaming. We've gone one, two, and three just to kind of help our e- easy minds figure this out. But so f- for me, uh, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I am so screening this for you, baby. Oh, I love you, Tony. Oh, my gosh. Come on, Tony. Tony. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no. You got to understand. First off, I admit, there was so much overacting <laughs> by Marky Mark. It was unreal in the last one. But you've got, I mean, you've got Anthony Hopkins. You've got Marky Mark. You've got a T-Rex robot transformer in this thing. This is going to jump off the screen at you. You are going to be there. You will be, oh, you'll be pulling for Optimus. Come on, Optimus. Come to the, come to the light. You can come to the good side. So anyway, this is so screening. Even if it's on $5 movie night, I am going for the effects of this one. My daughter and I, this is going to be our summer love fest movie right here. So screening for me. I just love the fact we still call him Marky Mark. Okay, here we go. Moving on. A talented young getaway driver relies on the beat of his personal soundtrack to be the best in the game. When he meets the girl of his dreams, Baby sees a chance to ditch his criminal life and make a clean getaway. But after being coerced into working for a crime boss, he must face the music when doomed when a doomed heist threatens his life, love, and freedom. Written and directed by Edgar Wright, we have Baby Driver. Chris. Big, big, huge thumbs up to this. This is gonna be awesome. The the trailer looks awesome. The the fact that it's written and directed by Edgar Wright, the fact that it's Kevin Spacey is the bad guy. And it's got cars. So it's like your car chases, classic car chases, a lot of uh, tributes to old British heist films. I just think this this, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to screen this for sure. All right. So I'm going to go in next because when Marty said this has to be on the list and we were going to do the votes and everything and what we're going to cover, I'm like, what? Is this like dirty dancing? With cars? <laughs> baby? Nobody puts baby in the corner. Nobody puts a car in an alleyway. Oh, my God. And then he goes, well, look who directs it. And then he goes, well, wait. And I go and look, and I'm like, I don't like any of these movies. Dude, Shaun of the Dead is, is awesome. I didn't like it. What? I didn't like it. Hot Fuzz? <laughs> didn't like it. Scott Pilgrim? Didn't like yep, it. Scott Pilgrim is, oh, my God. Oh. How? Why are we recording with this Wait, guy? Marty, you like Scott Pilgrim? Scott Pilgrim is a flippin' awesome All right, movie. so you're still good in my eyes. You're still good in my eyes. I still love you. I, I tell you what, <laughs> fine. You boys, y'all just go have a love fest for this, but this is <laughs> steaming for me. I have no desire. I mean, okay, it's a car, it's car chase. I tell you what, I would rather go back and watch Fast and Furious 1 through 7 and then catch up on that so I could go see this incredible movie 8, which has knocked everything off the box office charts. He can't go in society because he's got a hum in his head. Oh, this is oh three, Marty. Oh, screening. I'm talking potentially Thursday night. Yeah. I love Edgar Wright. I think he makes incredible movies. To me, this could be the, um, oh my gosh, I'm just having a brain fart. The, uh, yeah, that's really oh good. God. Yeah, he makes incredible movies. I can't remember them. The, the, <laughs> the something men. Uh, what was the movie I loved so much last year uh, about the British intelligence agency? Somebody help oh, me out. Um, it was, um, the, oh, Kingsman. Yeah, Kingsman. Kingsman. Yeah, yeah. yeah to yeah, me, yeah. this has a Kingsman look to it. Absolutely. And I just loved Kingsman. Oh, Kingsman's great. No. I don't like, and number two's coming. Tony, baby. what is wrong with you? Nothing's wrong with me. I mean, okay, <laughs> Kingsman would have been great if Samuel Jackson learned how to do some talking. Okay, I don't need the list. But that was, oh. Well, that was fun. He was having fun. Yeah, uh-huh. He's always having fun. He's Samuel Jackson. Dan, Dan, whose side are you going to here? I'm, I'm back. Remember, who's going with you to see Transformers? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to kind of split the difference here. Now, I love Edgar Wright, uh, and this this trailer was actually really, really entertaining. Uh, and I think they had two two cuts of it, and I watched them both, and they were really interesting. 
But I mean, it's it's not anything. It's it might be the indie. I guess this is I, you can kind of call this an indie. I think it's I don't know if it's a big yeah a little bit on the so inside, I mean this yeah. might be the indie of the summer. But I mean it's still not going to bring me to the theater. I'll I'll stream it, but I'm not going to go see it in the theater. I mean it looks it, it's interesting enough, but it's another movie that we've seen a million times over. So I'll stream it. That's fair. Continuing adventures of Gru, Lucy, and their adorable daughters, Margot, Edith, and Agnes, and the Minions, we have Despicable Me 3. Okay. Well, we'll go. We'll start with you, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> Again, there's a three tacked on the end. I loved number one. Uh, to me, it's one of those things where the best part of a movie where you really love the bad guy. The bad guy turns good, and then all of a sudden he's like good. The next couple of movies, the the thing that pulled you into Despicable Me was Gru being a bad guy, and now he's the good guy. So it's it's going to be steamy. Well, it was me. the little girls that pulled you into the movie. They were hilarious. <laughs> they were and they yeah, were cute and true. really lovable. It's so fluffy, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> I don't think that I need to go to the theater to see this, but I'll absolutely uh, stream it because I liked the first to Despicable Me's. I mean, they're they're just fun. And the fact that he's got this twin brother, the, the trailer looked funny. They're both kind of, he's getting back into the bad game and now they're going to have to team up and, and defeat like this, you know, kid boss or whatever who's trying to take over the world. I don't know. It looks fun. I, I don't think that it's anything that absolutely, I mean, there's no reason for me to go to the theater to see something like this, but you know, I'll rent it sometime. Interesting there. So that's a big streaming. Now for me, this will be a screening because I, well, I've seen them all. I might as well go ahead and give them my money again. I'll take my daughter. I'll put them on Minion t-shirt and we will go and have a big time at this. I'm very scared that it's going to be as, as let down as the Minions were last year. But you know what? That's fine. This will be another guilty pleasure of mine where I can just go. The Minions. The Minions are what draw me in. I, they have some of the best stuff. So I'll. I'm going to go screen this one. How about you, Dan? I dare anybody to watch this trailer and not laugh hysterically or start dancing or something because I was cracking up watching this trailer. The, 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 just the little sight gags and the way everything worked. Oh, it was hilarious. I really like Gru. I love the little girls. His, uh, him and Kristen Wiig, I don't remember what her character name is, but their, their interactions are really funny. This is, it's it's great. And I'm actually, the Minions movie wasn't too bad. And I'm not really one that like kind of, they give me a laugh, but they get old pretty quick, the Minions. But uh, the, the whole the whole Gru character cracks me up. I, I, I'm i going to go screen this. I'm sure we'll be at this opening weekend with the kids. And, and this is one I would probably go see even without the kids. So I'll stream it. I mean, I'll screen it. A young Peter Parker who made his sensational debut. Wow, let's try that again. A young Peter Parker who made his sensational debut. Wow. That's a hard <laughs> word, that debut. <laughs> Debut, a young Peter Parker who made a sensational debut. A young Peter Parker who made his sensational debut in Captain America: Civil War begins to navigate his newfound identity as the web-slinging superhero in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Chris, oh, opening night, yeah, baby! You, you better get a, you better settle down for for a long for a long winter's night when Chris is about to talk about this movie. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for this movie. I've been waiting for a good Spider-Man movie for a long time. And you're still going to be waiting. Oh, oh! Wow. You're crazy. You're absolutely crazy. It's got Michael Keaton as the vulture. Yeah. Are you awesome. kidding me? We finally get a vulture and he's awesome. 
It's like, and then we got, I mean, this is a great Spider-Man. We got Iron Man popping into it. It's tied into the cinematic universe. Finally, we finally have Spider-Man in the cinematic universe. He was one of the best parts of Civil War. How could you not want to see this movie? This movie's going to make so much money. Okay. So you're, I guess you're saying screening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. All right, Marty. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely in. I'm, I'm glad to see that Marvel got the rights for at least one, maybe a couple movies to, to do Spider-Man correct. I hope, to be honest, that they don't spend a lot of time on his origin story. I hope it's like a flashback. I was bit by a spider. I'm this way. I'm tired of seeing the origin story of Spider-Man. So let's get off of that and let's get straight to Spider-Man and the Vulture. Damn. I think one thing that uh, Batman vs Superman did right was they had the origin story within the opening credits, and I think that's what they're going to do here with uh, Spider Man. I think they're going to they're going to just really eschew the the origin story, get right into the action. I didn't think they could do Spider Man well, and I was kind of and I kind of thought the last guy was whatever uh, another Andrew. Yeah, Garfield. I thought Garfield was decent. I mean, he was acceptable, but when I saw this kid, this kid was the best thing about Civil War by far. He was so good in that movie and these trailers, he's so good. He is Peter Parker, man. Um, and I'm a, I'm a DC guy. I'm really excited to see this movie. I'm, I'm me and Chris, this will be a, we'll be there, man. Absolutely. Plus, plus Marissa Tomei. Oh, so what oh, more oh. is there to say? Yeah. People our age, guys our age have big crushes on Marissa Tomei. She's from that eighties, that eighties era. Oh, so yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm screening this man. I'm in. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll admit I took the shot. And yes, I will, I will screen this movie. I'm a huge, like Dan is for DC, I am a huge Spider-Man fan. I love Spider-Man. I love the story. I love all the villains in Spider-Man. I have a ton of comics from Spider-Man. But if, they, oh, I am so scared that they are going to be dropping in Iron Man and they're going to try to sell all that. And it, oh, oh. I'm afraid I'm going to be so <laughs> All I'm hearing is, ah. It's like the, um, what was the movie we were just talking about where they do all the grunts? So I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The mummy? I, yeah, if you, you do this show mummy. and just take out yeah. all our talking and just keep yeah. in our grunts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to screen this, but I'm so afraid that I'm going to walk away so disappointed that I'm just, it's going to be like, mm, it's kind of like I was with Civil War. I, it just didn't live up to the hype for me. Dude, what the heck? You're right, Tony. You're right. I, I agree. So, no. Kindred spirits, okay. man. You and me, buddy. <laughs> I, I hear you. It's really cool to see the effects they're doing with Spider-Man's mask. They've done the Deadpool thing where there's a lot of emotion in the eyes, which they couldn't do with the original Spider-Man. And with Deadpool, that added so much. So seeing a Spider-Man with that, you know, with the expression, with the eyes like you get in the cartoons, I think it's going to really add a lot personally. And, and I know it's going to happen to me. I'm going to end up going to this, loving it, and buying the DVD. I know I will, or the Blu-ray, <laughs> or whatever. That's, that's just how it's going to be. So yes, I'm screening this one as well. In War for the Planet of the Apes, the third chapter of the critically acclaimed blockbuster franchise, Caesar and his apes are forced into a deadly conflict with the army of humans led by the ruthless colonel. After the apes suffer imaginable losses, Caesar res wrestles with his darker instincts and begins his own mythic quest to avenge his kind. As the journey finally brings them face to face, Caesar and the colonel are pitted against each other in an epic battle that will determine the fate of both their species and the future of the planet. Woody Harrelson stars in War for the Planet of the Apes. Dan? Yeah, this is garbage. 
Pure, pure garbage. <laughs> Actually, the first, the first one was surprisingly good, and I thought it was going to be garbage, and I saw it, and I thought it was decent. The second one was exactly what you expected it to be, and this is going to be pretty much the same thing. Uh, I, I can live without this. I'm going to steam this one. Oh, what do you say, Chris? I think you're full of crap. <laughs> that has nothing to do with this movie. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, this, this series has been surprisingly good. Uh, I thought that the writing has been pretty good. I thought that the nuances that they're giving with the actual history behind everything, starting with the first one. The second one, I didn't think it was going to be good at all. And it, it was actually a lot more cerebral than I expected it to be. That doesn't always equal like a really entertaining, fun movie, but it had some interesting moments. It, it had less action than I thought it actually would. It had more actual um, character development, even within the apes themselves, which was surprising to me. So... I have hopes for this one. I'm not going to screen it uh, because I just—it's just not one that I need to see in the theater. But I'll absolutely uh, stream it. So I'd, I'd like to just see how it develops. And I, again, I'm a huge fan of the Planet of the, the original Planet of the Apes, and the way they're developing this one—not the same way they did with that traditional story—is uh, extra refreshing. So I think I think it's a solid solid stream. And I'm with you, Chris. I mean, I've, I'm right there with you. I had all the little action figures of the Planet of the Apes growing up. I love playing with those things. I'm a fan of the original franchise. love going back and watching that. I still haven't seen number two. I wanted to, but that should tell you something that I'm, I'm more of a, I'll stream it. I'm not going to go to the theater to see it, but I do want to see it. So for me, it's streaming. Marty? Same way. I didn't see the original in the theater and I actually still had to catch up on the second one too. And it's actually out there. I think it's uh, by Netflix, Hulu, Amazon. Somebody has it out there. I can watch it right now. So I need to watch the second one first, but it's definitely a stream for me also. Valerian and Loreline are special operatives for the government of the human territories charged with maintaining order throughout the universe. Under directive from their commander, Valerian and Loreline embark on a mission to the breathtaking intergalactic city of Alpha, an ever-expanding metropolis comprised of thousands of different species from all four corners of the universe. This is the movie adaptation of... Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Marty, are you going to go see this or not? Here's the thing. I know this is based on like a book and a very popular book, but I don't know anything about it. It looks kind of like a cool sci-fi. So this is kind of a wait and see for me. And with that in mind, I'm going to say it's going to be streaming. I'm going to kind of wait and see what other people think. And if it's pretty good, I'll stream it. And I'm with you there. I'm going, I've seen the previews for it. It's gorgeous looking. It's all that. So I think I'm going to probably stream that as well. I mean, every time I see the previews for it, I think of the uh, fifth element whenever I see that. And you should. And, and you're supposed to. job there, but not enough to get me into the theater to watch it. So I am definitely going to stream this. Dan. Oh, man, I am there. Screen this bad boy. Oh, Luke Bassan. That's all you have to say. It's Luke Bassan. The fifth element. I mean, he has done some some steamers out there, but just the fact that he's kind of gone back to that whole feel of the fifth element, and man, and it's got Enchantress in it. Cara Delevingne, yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. I am there. And the trailer is just fun. It's got the humor from. It's, I mean, it's it's gone back to that whole fifth element feel where it's got the humor. It's got that really strange sci-fi and this unknown evil. Oh, it looks awesome. It is 
everything that sci-fi should Chris, be. Chris, do you have anything I'm to there. add? <laughs> Dan says it all. Screening for me because I love Luc Besson. I love Fifth Element. I've been excited about this movie since they announced it and I first saw the trailer. It just looks fun. It looks like a return to fun where it's not taking itself too seriously. And Luc Besson's uh, vision and the the funkiness that he brings to his his films are uh are great so i number one yes absolutely screening for this one for me uh, y'all may have convinced me but that's okay marty <laughs> <laughs> miraculous evacuation of allied soldiers from belgium britain and france who were cut off and surrounded by the german army from the beaches and harbor of dunkirk france between may 22nd to june 4th 1940 during the battle of france and world war ii in this movie entitled Dunkirk, written and directed by Christopher Nolan. What do you think there, Chris? Oh, well, I'm a military history minor from college, and I love World War II. So, yeah, 100%. And Christopher Nolan? Are you kidding me? I mean, everything about this, it's got Cillian Murphy in it, too, and he is fantastic. I mean, he's just, it, it, he's riveting in the trailer. The battle scenes look amazing. I, of course, it's going to be bleak. There's going to be lots of death, lots of things going on, but this looks... This is really good. Now, that said, I don't know that I need to go see it in the theater. I think it'll be great on, in the theater, you know, because Saving Private Ryan was and a lot of the other um, period pieces where they have the war have been great on the big screen. But with a crowded uh, bunch of things going on and having to choose between this and Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets, um, <laughs> this, might be, this might be a streaming for me. But I do think it looks fantastic. Okay. So uh, Saving Private Ryan, one of my favorite films, war films of all. But, but this one, I think it's going to go right underneath there for me because I'm going to go screen this one just for that action. And I also, when I, one of the things that I'm really interested in is the fact that I think you'll start really caring for these characters. I mean, that trailer, what that guy is feeling as the ships go back to Dunkirk and, and the fear that he has and all that's going on there. So I, I want to experience this one in the big theater feel the bombs bursting around me, the gunfire from odds, oh, uh, the ships exploding. So for me, this is definitely a screening one, Marty. Written and directed by Christopher Nolan and a period piece screening for me. Those three items right there will, will take me right into the movie. I just love Christopher Nolan, love what he does, and I love him doing these historical movies, so I'm for sure there. Dan? Now, I also love Save It Private Ryan. I just think it's a, it, it has more of the epic journey like a lord of the rings feel to it savior Private ryan with with the the movie backdrop and dunkirk just is not that it's uh it's completely i, I don't know it's it's a completely the whole story of it it's more interesting than i think the movie's going to be the movie's really gonna you know hollywood it up obviously but i i really have no interest in seeing this whatsoever i mean it i do like these type of movies there's just something about it that i mean i love kenneth, kenneth branagh too but i don't know there's just something about it. I, I'm gonna. It's steaming. Ooh, There's steaming things. Wow. What? Christopher Nolan movie steaming? A Christopher yeah. Nolan World War II movie steam? Dude. Ugh. Sometimes you just get. Sometimes you just get these these feelings about a movie. And normally I would say just stream it. But nah, I'm just just kind of like pass. I had for Suicide Squad last year. <laughs> oh. oh. Hey, you can. Ow. You, I'll, I'll be the one to sit here and watch Suicide Squad. That movie's still great. <laughs> I love Suicide or Squad, Marty's dude. Feeling on Transformer, it's, it's but great. Anyway, no, there's kidding. there's a few there's a few parts that annoy me and a few things about the movie that I don't like. But it's, the emoji it's still a good movie, movie unlocks the never before. Oh God, are we really talking about this? inside your smartphone? Hidden <laughs> within the, the messaging app is text. Holy Sorry. Lord, what has happened? I'm, ki I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Thank God. <laughs> 
<laughs> Although it did make me laugh a little bit in the trailer, but I would. Yeah, uh, no, oof, but Patrick Stewart is poop. He is poop. What, what is that movie rated? Is it rated R or is it supposed that's, to be that's a supposed kid's to be a movie? kids movie? Good lord. Well, I mean, you watch Sausage Party for a couple of seconds, you might think that's a kid's movie, too. Good point. All right, <clears throat> moving on. The crown jewel of Her Majesty's Secret Intelligence Service, Agent Lorraine Broughton, is equal parts spycraft, sensuality, and savagery, willing to deploy any of her skills and stay alive on her impossible mission. Sent alone into Berlin to deliver a priceless dossier out of the destabilized city, she partners with embedded station chief, David Percival, thank you, to navigate her way through the deadliest game of spies in Atomic Blonde. Oh, I don't know who should go first on this one. So uh, we'll let Marty, Marty kick this one off. Oh, yeah. Okay. Talk about period pieces. This is set in the 80s. (laughs) The action looks incredible. Charlize Theron and my other now current favorite actor, James McAvoy. Oh, screening. I'm there. I'm all over this movie. Can't wait to see it. Looks great. I don't care. It's going to be cheesy action. It's going to be like, there's no way that would really happen in real life. It still looks great. Screening. Dan? Now, Shirley's Theron, uh, I have another very warm place in my heart for Shirley's Theron. I absolutely love her. <sighs> love Shirley's Theron <sighs> to death. And you don't like Shirley's Theron? Jesus Christ, no. Anyway, go ahead. Oh. Continue your thought. I, we can't be friends. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love her. Um, anyway, uh, you know, Furiosa, she's actually got some acting chops to her, uh, and she's not too bad on the eyes. This is a movie. Now, you guys have to tell me where, where we are with this, and I think we can. I can still give it a one. Now, I don't think there's any way in the world I can get to the theater to watch this, but I would like to screen it. So I think we're going to give this a one anyway. because And it's also, hey, there's a theme that we've got going on here, too. This is kind of like a female version of, of, of Born, in a way. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of this gender switching in a lot of these movies this year uh but uh it still looks really cool has that really fun mi6 feel to it uh yeah i mean great uh, i'm, I'm screening this you. i'm screening this too if i could if i could just get donna past the, the when i said you would you have any interest in seeing this it was like atomic blonde no i mean why did they name it that <laughs> you know <laughs> But when we saw the previews, it's like, yeah, that looks good. So I think for me, uh, this is going to be one of those screenings as well. All right, let's hear the negative side, Chris. Steaming. Absolutely. Oh, come on. Yeah. No, I, I no Charlie's Theron annoys me to no end. And I would rather watch John Wick again. And by the way, I would also rather, instead of going to see this in the theater, I will simply go and load up my DVD copy of The Long Kiss Goodnight, which I guarantee you is going to be 10 times better than this movie is. You say John, you'll watch John Wick again. Isn't no, it? I love John Wick. That's what I'm saying. I, instead of going to see this, I'm going to see an actual good movie. Listen, if you want to see a good, like, kind of spy flick with a great female lead long kiss good night a lot of you may not have seen it out there listening but you should go seek out this movie it stars gina davis it's awesome i, I will give you that i almost guarantee you long kiss good night would be better than this one that movie yeah. was just incredible gunslinger roland deshane roams an old west like landscape in search of the dark tower in hopes that reaching it will preserve his dying world in the dark tower all right, what you got for me, Chris? 100% screening this one. Absolutely. I'm a huge fan of the series. I'm a huge fan of Stephen King, obviously, as well. I'm a huge Stephen King fan. And this is one that we've been waiting for. Like, Stephen King fans have been waiting for The Dark Tower to be adapted for the longest time. I think that 
the cast is going to make it. Now, none of us have seen any footage at all. I mean, we've seen some teaser stuff, but very light. Uh, we've seen, you know, some released uh, stills from the film, obviously some uh, of the character uh, outfits and things. But with Idris Elba as the gunslinger and Matthew McConaughey as the man in black, uh, it, it just seems like it's going to be amazing. And and I love, I, I watched it, an actual extended review thing with a bunch of other Stephen King nerds uh, like me who, who read the series, talking about some of the changes that they made and how the overarching of the entire series are going to put some of those things into it. So it's a re, little bit of reimagining of it. I think it's got a lot of promise, so I absolutely 100% want to go to the theater to see this, one, just screening for me. Okay, so I'm not a big horror fan but i know it's not the stephen king type you know scary horror and that kind of stuff but i tried to read the books and i was confused i'll admit it i didn't follow along and i'm even now more confused when i saw the movie posters and it looked like it's in our current time and i'm like i thought this was in some western type i'm i'm so confused by this that I don't know what's going to happen here. You're right. Uh, I don't know this has any relevance to anything. So I am completely and totally streaming this because I'm hoping it will unconfuse me. Marty? It has Idris Elba in it. Okay, he's the third guy I really like right now, so I'll be screening this. I really like him as an actor. He's fantastic. And I I think he's one of those that would like not take a movie unless it's really good, <laughs> that sort of deal. It's like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's not my type of movie. What you got, Dan? I, I like Marty. I'm in love with Idris Elba as well. And I love Matthew McConaughey. I am not the hugest, uh, is that even, can I say it? I'm not the, I'm not the biggest, I'm not the biggest Stephen King fan. Uh, but I think that's because you don't read. <laughs> I'm also not, well, I'm also not a big horror guy, but this seems like it's more like the stand than other things. It's more like it's closer to the yeah, stand. It's, 100%. It. it's a fantasy story. It's not really horror. So yeah. I think I will enjoy this. I know this is a hard read. I've heard that from a lot of people that these books are a hard read and they're, uh, once you get through them, you'll enjoy them, but they are. are the the reason it's a hard read for a lot of people is because it actually benefits the people who are well-versed in the Stephen King verse because the books actually reference a lot of his, his other, you know, our overarching universe and even the, the time setting, like for instance, you know, Tony, you were mentioning you were a little confused about the poster and about modern settings and stuff like that. I mean, with the with the series itself, it does bounce around in time and also across the multiverse and things like that too. So there's just a lot going on in this. So I do hope that they make it approachable for people who are not familiar with the series or the Stephen King verse to get into it. I think they'll have to, uh, but it the, the books can be a little daunting at first. I'll I'll stream it just because I I do have that interest in it. It seems like I'm sure it's probably a pretty good story. And again, you got this is a movie that has more male leads in it that I'm interested in with Elba McConaughey and Jackie Earl Haley is great too. Certainly yeah, Squirrel and the gang are back. We are once again in Oten where the evil mayor has decided to bulldoze Liberty Park and build a dangerous amusement park in its place. Surly and his ragtop group of animal friends band together to save their home Defeat the mayor and take back the park in Nut Job Two Nutty by Nature. Can we can we get through one of these years where we don't have a nut job or an ice age to talk about or something like that? <laughs> oh, you'll have an ice age for the rest oh, of your life. I God. <laughs> so Dan, are you and the kids going to the theater for this one too? Oh, uh, this is another one where I'm hoping my in-laws or my wife will take the kids, <laughs> but I'm sure I'll see it like ad nauseum. 
like on repeat in my house. And I did get a couple of good laughs out of the uh, trailer because it, there's an endearing quality actually to the nut job one. And there's, there's a few good little, I don't know, uh, sentiments in the movie. I I don't know, uh, lessons and things like that. There's, there's some good parts of that first one. The second one, it just looks like they're there for the laughs and, and you know, I'll stream it. I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I'll get a good, good few good laughs, but I'm not going to sit there and purposely watch it. It's a, it's a movie I won't mind if I'm if I'm doing something else and my kids are watching it, and I'll probably get a good couple of laughs, but I'm not going to purposely do it. So I guess we'll and call that for streaming. Me, I'm going since Shatner's not in it. Uh, uh, <laughs> mm, steaming. This is steaming though. I enjoyed the first one. I'm not going to enjoy this. I mean, William Shatner is the well, he's the possum, right? That was so good. The over yeah, he was really funny too. Acting of that. Marty. If I want to go watch a Will Arnett animated <laughs> movie, I'm going to go watch Lego Batman. Steaming. There you go. Uh, Chris. <laughs> but can't you say stuff like that about almost anything on this list? If I, <laughs> if I want to go watch something, I'll go watch uh, Rogue One. You know? <laughs> whoa, whoa. Don't get me in trouble. Do not get me in trouble like you, y'all boys did the other, with the other Star Wars. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me, uh, absolutely 100% steaming. There's no reason I ever have to watch this, the first one, or anything else. So... Horrible. Man, first Charlie's Theron, now 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 squirrels? <laughs> now <the> nut jobs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. Speaking of Stephen King, the last movie on our list is a remake of a TV show that was a TV show adaptation of his book, It. You want to hear something really cool about it? Uh today oh, is yes, Tim birthday. So then He's I'll start with that because nobody can replace Tim Curry as the clown that was freaky 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 when it was on tv only to be let down by how that story ended because i had not read the book and for that (laughs) for that story to end it's like are you serious that i have zero interest in seeing this so steaming for me dan i'm sorry it's steaming i i'm not afraid of clowns but i'm afraid of it (laughs) and i have no I have no interest in seeing this whatsoever. And I but don't you know like what, you know what it is and it, when you find out what it is, is that scary? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with Marty here. I have, this might be one of the first times I've agreed with Marty Woo-hoo. since in a non screening way. Yeah, I have no interest. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All you Stephen King fans and Chris. <laughs> so what are you doing, Chris? Well, I don't know, to be honest with you. I, I don't know what to make of this movie. I, it is one of my favorite Stephen King novels because it's probably the scariest one that he's ever written. Uh, the, the TV adaptation as cheesy in certain parts of it is Tim Curry absolutely makes it as Pennywise. I hear you, Marty, when you talk about the ending, because the ending's convoluted and unless you know, like everything that happened in the book, there's no way to put that into a miniseries, which is what I'm nervous about this movie too, because you can't capture all the little details that you get reading this book because it's so long that it's hard to, it's hard. It was hard to capture into a miniseries, much less a two hour film. So I'm very nervous about this. That said, I will probably screen it simply because I am a huge Stephen King fan, but Stephen King has that curse. If it's a horror movie adaptation of his stuff that is actually released in the theaters, it's going to suck. I'm going to finish this out real quick. This is, I have no desire to see this. Don't really care. So steaming for me. Yep. So here we go. That is the, our list. And we're going to be heading over to our, infamous now infamous or traditional draft selections where we will be competing each other against each other for fabulous pride okay not really we're just going to be competing for who gets to say we won but before we get over there how about another word from our sponsor 
One of the hottest games from 2016 was Terraforming Mars. The problem is it's hard to find, but right now you can actually find it in stock, but then we're finding out they're running out of stock again. So they're doing another printing. In the case when, if you get Terraforming Mars, one of the things about it is it's kind of tough to organize and get together, especially with those player boards. Well, that's why you need to go check out the organizer from the broken token, the Terraforming Mars organizer. And it, it contains everything into one box. You have little player boards to put all your little cube resources as you play. Plus, if you want, you can really bling it out by adding some of the uh, hex tiles for water and forest and colony tiles. So you can check out that, plus a lot of other fine products at thebrokentoken.com. It only took us an hour and a half to get to the best part, the draft, where we can make fun of each other. Yes. <laughs> oh, I look forward now, to this all year. The rules a little bit, gentlemen. As you know in the email, if you read it, was the <laughs> <laughs> first one or the fifth one? I don't know. Or the 15th to one. Mail, I think we were up to 33 in the real apply. So that's good. I'm good with that. We originally thought, well, maybe we should remove ones that are going to be the big ones so that we can level the playing field. And then we said, no, we'll end up going down a rabbit hole if we do that because we've got to remove this and this and this. So we're not going to do that. So, real simple, we are going to draft three movies, serpentine fashion, and then you will pick not from the list your sleeper and all that's going to add together and whoever's got the highest box office at the end of the summer or october 2nd will be the winner hold on i thought there was a clarification there Tony. what do you mean i thought the sleeper pick was just going to be kind of a separate thing whoever makes the most with the sleeper pick because there's no way the sleeper pick is going to change the standings at all oh i beg to differ oh chris really? has a sleeper oh yes or we can use a sleeper as a, some sort of tiebreaker or something. I don't know. How do you, how uh, do you want to do it? Go ahead, Tony. We're going to tuddle it all up, but I'll also hold the sleeper out to the side so that we can then measure it. Yeah, and see who, okay. pick, who picked the best sleeper of them all. How about that? Yeah. Cool. Fair all enough. right. So that's me. That's going, okay, fine. Oh. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it then. Sausage party too. So speaking of <laughs> while taking a nap and doing last year's draft, Chris Kirkman has the opportunity of leading us off this year with the first round pick, which I don't even know why we're wasting our breaths, but Chris. Well, no, no, no. We said that last huh? year and I surprised you guys. Yeah, I know you were right. And, you, and, yep. it, and it helped you win. And might I add, I'm the only person never to win. I'm the dubious <laughs> only person ever I to didn't win. No, we didn't run. We didn't do it the first year. So I didn't, I, you and I both haven't won yet. Kirkman. We're waiting. Oh, you're waiting with bated breath. Well, this was a tough one. Let me go ahead and talk. And Guardian, Guardians of the, no. <laughs> I I really I really feel like Rough Knight's going to pull it out. So, <laughs> hey, card laid is a card played. <laughs> no, no. I'm definitely going with the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I, I debated it. I moneyballed it quite a bit. I looked at the comp. Uh, I compared the history of the Spider-Man series with the history of the Guardians of the Galaxy. I also took a look at the Cars 3 franchise and Despicable Me, and after all those kind of come out, Guardians seems like the, the clearest and best pick, especially since it's leading off the summer season. So yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy is my pick. Wow. Uh, you know, the suspense was killing me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> Hey, there, there's no Jurassic World, but at least it's got Pratt in it. So there we go. There, there you go. go. So if you had gone with Rough Knight, I would have definitely gone with Baywatch. But since you pull back, <laughs> <laughs> since you pull back from that, I am going to go with Spider-Man Homecoming. Ooh. I, I, I'm right there with you, man. I don't, I don't think that's a bad number two pick. Matter no. of fact, I think it could 
possibly surpass Guardians. We'll see. All right. All right. And let's let's see. I'll let me go ahead to the DC film. Well, I thought <laughs> about that, but I'm actually going to go. I I've got to try to get a win, just like Marty. Mm-hmm. And I'm going Despicable to with me. me. I knew you were going to pick it. If you didn't, I was getting ready to say it. <laughs> All right, Dan's got Despicable Me. Marty, your first round pick before we start your second round with Serpentine. Oh, my goodness. Well, since I got the two back-to-back, it really doesn't matter the order, so I'll say this one first because I don't want to give credence to the other one. My first pick is going to be Wonder Woman. No! Oh, yeah. I was hoping that she'd come back to me. <laughs> and my uh, second pick, uh, which is beginning the second round, is as much as I trash it, no, you're not allowed to do it. You're not allowed. No, you're taking that. Transformers. You can't do that. Transformers, the last. Get out of here! Oh, you gotta be kidding me! Wow, that's just that's just wrong. Just wrong. Really? On so many levels, mm. I would not expect that. You know, I really want to pull the. I, I want to pull the double cartoon. Do it. Animation. Do it. You should do it. I think it's cheesy. No, go for it, no, man. Do it, dude. This is for the win. I'm taking cars. Yeah. Car- I'm taking the, the two, uh, what is it? The threequels? I'm taking the two threequels. The threequels. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. So, Well, if this is indeed year three, then there you go. It's, yeah, three is magic true. number. This is, yeah, the year three of the draft and picking all these threes. There you go. Wow. The, the list quickly. I mean, quickly. <laughs> <laughs> it dwindles, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, my heavens. So I think for me, you know, I love my action-packed films. I'm right there. So I am going to go with Captain Underpants. Wow. Wow. You know, it's wow. probably going to do pretty well. It is. It's a kid's movie. It's a, so. it's a kid's movie. It's early in the season. It's following yep. up behind Wonder. It's going with Wonder Woman. So you've got all those people that are going to go see that. And then they're going to follow up with Captain Underpants because DC's going to drop a turd. <laughs> oh, oh man, that's hard. Wonder Woman a turd? No, DC. Anyway, uh. <laughs> what you got, Kirkman? Harsh. I kind of panned a little, but I'm going with the Mummy. Nice. That's, smart, Ooh, that's good. good call. I think that that's going to uh, it's going to surprise all of us a little bit. I hope it does, but it is a reboot, and it does have Tom Cruise in it and mm-hmm. Russell Crowe. So I think it's pretty good. So now here's where the hard part starts. <laughs> What's that final pick? This final pick is tough. There's three here that I think could do about the same. I'm either got, I've either got to go Alien, Pirates of the Caribbean, or I'm going to play a Dark Tower card. Go for it, Stephen King. I'm go going. For it. I'm going Dark Tower is my third wow. pick. Wow! Wow! That late in the wow. season. A late summer pick too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm gonna try it. We'll see how it turns out. Uh, hopefully, it'll be better than Marty's Poltergeist pick one year. <laughs> Oh, that was bad. Man. Horrible. Oh, man. That, oh, wow. Mm. That's, that puts it tough on me because Alien Covenant, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, Baywatch is still there. Mm. Baywatch is still there, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Baywatch is going to pull some movement money in, too. King Arthur's, there's not a whole lot against it. King when Arthur. People are, when people have already seen Guardians, Guardians, of the they'll go see King Arthur. You think that? <laughs> yeah, I think, but yeah, problem. probably. No, but maybe Tony will. <laughs> I don't think so. But no, I think I think House Guardians will pull it in. So many months, King Arthur will get just snowed or under. So there's no way. So I'm going. I'm going to have to say Johnny Depp's going to pull it in for me. Tony, um, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man. Oh Dead man. man, Tony. Good pick. Uh, that would have been yeah, my I, choice out of those two. 
you guys are killing me. All right. Just absolutely killing me. Leaving me with zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, I don't want to go. I got competing movies here. All right. Well, I'm going to go for a fairly late summer movie. Mm. And as much as I don't want to see it, I think it, that I'm going to have to go it. for yeah, Planet of the Apes. Dang it. Go with. Dang it. Yeah, I, had to, I had to do it. Oh, yeah. damn. That was my pick. <laughs> <laughs> you can have it. Just give me Wonder Woman oh, or Transformers. <laughs> I don't know what to do now. Oh, somebody hold me. I don't know. Um, Come on. I just take Alien was, and get it over with. Yeah, I guess I you got Alien. I thought for sure that was going to fall to me. But you can go for the nut job. It's a kid's movie. <laughs> You got a month with it. You know what? I actually, that's I, not a bad idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna step out a little bit because of the name this behind it, because the fact it actually could be considered for an Oscar and get a lot of buzz. I'm going Dunkirk. Dunkirk, Ooh, Dunkirk not a bad mm-hmm. pick. Yeah. It's interesting and it is a war movie. Interstellar made yep. 188 million. Again, this is a, this difference between a sci-fi and this, but we'll see. We'll see. That's probably a, that's probably a dark horse sort of pick. But anyway. That's it. Hey, when you, when you get to the last pick before this, this you know, sleepers, that's, you got to go for a dark horse. So I guess we wrap back up to the top for our dark horse pick. You get to pick first and then Dan, then me, then Chris. Uh, okay. So this is a reminder, everybody. This is the dark horse meeting. This is a movie we did not talk about uh, in, in the list. So this is ones that we all kind of researched on our own that didn't make the original cut that we're going to bring up here. And because of that, and because I actually said it earlier, now that the more I'm thinking about it, I got to have one animated movie. I'm going to give Emoji Movie a shot. <laughs> oh, man. If it goes big, it'll go big. But I think it's going to be so bad. Oh, That was mine. That was... Really? Yes. Was it really? <laughs> emoji Movie Jeez. was mine. I was like, there's no way these clowns would go in full. <laughs> Dan. What's your dark horse? All right. So this is going to be the non-mainstream comedy of the summer. Oh, don't pick it. Don't don't you do it. I can't believe we didn't talk about it. Oh, I know what you're going to say, dude. my butt off, and I'm going with The House with Amy Poehler. I'm going to go with Amy Poehler and Will Ferrell. I'm going to go with That movie's going to be so bad. Oh, but it's so funny. I mean, those two will bring- Yeah, they'll bring people people in, but it's just going to be so bad. Oh, yeah. But- Yeah. Well, so was- uh, Oh. Anyway, you can name anything Will Ferrell's been in. <laughs> so was Talladega Nights, but that movie's awesome. Talladega Nights is great. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what my other one was going to be by the time when when we're all done. If nobody's picked it yet, same, same here. I'll tell you the other one I was thinking about. So Marty took the one that I thought for sure I was going to be able to sneak in with, and then so that left me between uh, the other two that I was kind of like, oh. So it's going to go between. The one that we pulled off the list, Chuck, which is based on the true story of Rocky, which was how Rocky's story, y- y'all know what I'm saying. And mm-hmm. the one I saw a preview through last night, that there is no chance I will go see this. I will not, str- I may stream it, but starring Goldie Hawn. Yep. Good oh, call. Oh, yep. And, it is a good call. And the other one. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's not bad. Amy Schumer. Yeah. Amy Schumer, yeah. yeah. But. Snatched. I'm sorry. Snatch. Yep. That's a good call. Yeah, but I think it's too. Isn't it really early in the summer? It is. It's like around the same time as Guardian, so it's going to have some competition. I, I admit it's going to have competition. It may get snowed under, like I was saying with the other one. But you know what? I went with the early pick, so I could maybe get long summer out of it. But for all I know, it's going to be in the streaming within a month. <laughs> yeah, I I just don't know. I was thinking about that one. I just don't know if Amy Schumer has. Cool. 
I, I, well, maybe there, maybe maybe it's two different populations, but I don't know if Amy Schumer, uh, Amy Schumer has Amy Polar, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and then, Pol- well, uh, and I, I was concerned with you think how well, um, what's her name, Reese Witherspoon and Sophia. Oh, Sophia Vergara. Yeah, that movie was horrible. Mm, so yeah. anyway, I'm sorry, Dan. Uh, Chris, your turn. Chris, I can't take two, can I? Because I have two that are really, really good. Uh, I got to decide because I thought one of you would probably mention one of these. Oh, all right. So let me tell you the two and then I'll pick them because they're worth mentioning just flat out anyway. One is the Hitman's Bodyguard. Mm. Yep. Mm. That was one. Of, that yep. was my other one. Yeah. So that, I mean, it has Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson. So that pedigree right there, not only that, but it's been one of those, uh, screenplays that's been passed around Hollywood for a while and people have loved it. It just wasn't produced, but it looks hilarious. The official let, let, poster. Let me bring up RIPD. Should, do I need to bring up that? It's movie? true. It's very true. And I feel, have a feeling this might be similar to it. So that's why yeah. I, it's not a guaranteed for me. The other one is one that's been flying under the radar, but has gotten great critical buzz. And I think could actually have be one of those sleeper hits for comedies of the summer is the big sick. And that is produced by Judd Apatow, so there's some some uh, uh, pedigree for you. It's directed by Michael Showalter, and it's got Kamal Nanjani, uh, Zoe Kazan, Ray Romano, Holly Hunter in it. But it's a it's a real story. It's based around Kamal Nanjani and his wife Emily Gordon, and she she uh, they have problems. His family has problems because she's an American, and they're. Uh, a Muslim family and she gets sick with this weird illness and they have to kind of move through it. But it's a, so it's a kind of a real nice uh, story. It feels like it's like one of those, uh, like my big fat Greek wedding sleeper hits for a summer. So, you know what? I'm going to go with the big sick. You do that. Two hour movie like that. No way. Two hours. (laughs) Yep. How would you get? It was two hours. It's one hour, 59 minutes, according to IMDb. Well, perfect. How long is Wonder Woman? Oh, yeah, but that's a little bit different. Just, no, that's fine. Actually, you know what I, I was thinking of? I'll give you my other one that I thought of. Just because people, for whatever reason, these movies make some money. Uh, the Resident Evil movie, I think, uh, is, is... No, that's not the right one. That's the cartoon Resident Evil one, isn't it, Vendetta? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. So the other Resident Evil's probably already come out. Yeah, it did. It, oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, forget me. Yeah. Don't worry about me. Anyway, that's a very dark horse pick, but I I feel like it's got some heart behind it, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that one. My other dark pick was, uh, did y'all hear uh, the one, Villa Capri? It's the, uh, it's just cause of who's in it. It's an action comedy with Tommy Lee Jones, Morgan, Morgan Freeman and Renee Russo. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. I thought their, their names might, might pull it in. So it was so hard to get into some of these movies that I had no idea, you know, with no trailers. I mean, we watched a, a bunch of trailers that were pretty decent, but some of these ones with nothing, I didn't even really even look at them. Right. This will be an interesting summary. If we go back and look over the list, there's a lot of steaming going on there. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of steam. Do you going have on. the final count, Tony, of the number of steams per person? No, I, I didn't do the final count here, but it's just a, a quick eyeball of it without trying to figure out, you know, what the averages and all are. But you know, eh, I'm, I'm, mm. I see a lot of steaming in mine. Yeah, a lot, a lot more steaming in mine than I expected. Which is, I'm, I'm, I'm probably wrong. Twenty-two sound about right. Yeah, twenty-two movies. I had ten screaming, seven streaming, and only five steaming. Wow. Wow. I just just love movies. I think that's what it is. I do too. And we all do, or else we wouldn't be doing this two-hour show, which is great. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Speaking of which, we need to start wrapping this thing up. So as we said before, we are running a contest uh, that's going to be starting uh, with this blog post uh, where you can go and enter your guess on how much Wonder Woman is going to make in the U.S. domestic market the opening weekend, and the person closest 
uh, will be winning a gift card of their choice, either Fun Again Games or the Broken Token, and we're going to choose three winners. So you'll make sure you want to go get those uh, picks in. Gentlemen, as always, this has been a blast. I can't wait to see how we do throughout the summer. If you want to track it, make sure to go join our guild at 1589, where Tony will have this elaborate spreadsheet set up showing all the box office takes and, and where we're ranking in real time so we can see where we go over the course of the uh, of the summer. And this will, the, I think the final tally was uh, October 2nd, October correct, 2nd. Tony? That's when, that's when we cut off. Uh, the numbers, so that makes we makes uh, sure to get in those late movies and have, have time to collect some money. Gentlemen, before we wrap up, we want to know where people can find you. Dan, where can we find you? Well, you can find me on the Geek All-Stars podcast where uh, myself and Mr. Kirkman over here, we just spout about nothing. Now we talk about board games like you guys do and movies and TV and whatever else in the world we want to talk about. You can check me out. I was going to be, I, I, I will, by the time this drops, I will have been on Current Geek uh, on the Frog Pants Network. That'll be on the 28th of April. It's a great show. Uh, check it out with uh, Tom Errett and Scott Johnson. They'll be on there. You can also check me out every other Thursday on the Morning Stream PM where I talk, do a little board game segment. Uh, with Scott Johnson and Brian Ibbett. So thank you a lot. Hey guys, it's it's always a pleasure to be on a show. Uh, I wish we you guys lived closer so I can game a little bit more with you guys. And it's always fun talking to you. We're three hours away. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, as Dan mentioned, you can always find me on the Geek All-Stars, but I also record the State of Games podcast. And you can also find me always on Twitter at Dice Hate Me. Ooh, and I am at Geek Jock Blog on Twitter. Sorry. So so real quick, Chris, anything coming out from Game Salute? That we need to know about game salute. Oh wow! Lord of mercy! Oh shots wow. fired! Okay, so we need to go ahead and end right there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, well, we're we're just gearing up for Gen Con. Gen Con's gonna be huge for us. Uh, we're in a production backlog, so we've just been making sure that we push things through. So we'll have Laser Riders coming out, Fate of the Elder Gods. We've got the Bottom of the Ninth expansion, the Clubhouse expansion coming out for that. Um, right now, if you want to go check out some cool stuff, obviously New Bedford and Rising Tide is out, and it's, it's a great game. It's been getting great reception. And um, we're working on some other projects, including Legends of Sleepy Hollow, which will be kickstarting this fall in October with Matt Riddle and Ben Pinchback. And that's that's my big, big, big um, project for, for the fall. When's v- I thought you were reprinting Viva Java. Oh, yeah. They'll actually be out at the end of May. So they're all, they're almost on a boat. So we're looking forward to those. Obviously, you don't play baseball because I just hung a curve for you and you just kind of whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I flinched a little bit. Once again, thank you so much. This is one of our favorite episodes to do, but more importantly, keep rolling dice. And, and taking names. Don't forget to enter our contest on RollingDiceTakingNames.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at Dyson Names. Like our Facebook page. Join our BGG Guild 1589. Come back next episode when we review 13 Days, talk about International Tabletop Day, and interviewing Matt Morgan with PAX Unplugged. Tony, I am so tired of the summer movies being nothing but sequels. When will they stop doing that? Hey, count your blessings. At least there wasn't a sausage party too this year. Convention season is coming upon us, and that means you want to get ready to start ordering all these great games that are going to be announced and coming out this summer. And to do that, you need to jump over to funagain.com where you could go 
join their membership where you can get discounts on pre-orders and then make sure to order at least $100 in games to get free shipping. So go check them out at funagain.com.